Hey there folks, Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air, my weekly Savannah Morning News special. Thanks as always for tuning in. I have one of my favorite returning guests back this week, Tatiana Von Tauber. Tatiana has been on the show a number of times, but this is a really special episode because she is opening up a brand new gallery space. It's located at 509 Bernard Street in downtown Savannah, and she's going to be having the opening reception during the weekend of November 6th and 7th, in which she'll be open from 3 to 8 p.m. both days. Now, this is a really cool story that she tells about sort of getting back into the arts and going through the space place by place, telling us all about her background, how she got into making erotic art, and what she has as far as her expectations with the new space. Wanted to mention at the very end, we got back on the recording and recorded a second segment where she tells the story of how she specifically got the backing for the space. And it's a really fun and interesting story that I want to tack on to the end. So it'll sort of end our conversation and then restart right back up with this little story at the very end. So stay tuned for that. It doesn't end when you think it might be ending. Wanted to mention, as always, you can catch past episodes of Art on the Air and my corresponding Art Off the Air column right here at savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. Last week, I had the opportunity to speak to the artists of Four Top, their new exhibition over at Sulphur Studios, a reunion of the four artists involved from a show that they did back in 2008. So that was a lot of fun. And I've got another story on savannahnow.com right now in the entertainment section about Natasha Gaskill. She is a chef, a pastry chef, and she was a lot of fun to talk to as well. So check those out, savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. Let's get to this week's episode of Art on the Air, my conversation with Tatiana Von Tauber at her new gallery space at 509 Bernard Street in downtown Savannah. Enjoy. Rob Hester here with Art on the Air Field Notes. I am at 509 Barnard Street here in Savannah at a new gallery space. Tatiana Von Tauber, we are in your gallery space. You're still kind of setting things up. Yes. <laughs> it's exciting though. We're in the front room. So describe kind of what we're looking at here. Okay, uh, lots of white walls. Uh, I think I have 15 foot ceilings here uh, and it's at 2,000 square feet. Uh, the space, 2,000 2, wow. square feet, yeah. And it's broken up into sections. So part of it will be a gallery. Part of it will be where we do the studio school um, workshops and art classes. And then the rest of it is just mine. <laughs> That's awesome. And so Great. like one of the things that I loved, and one of the first things I said to you when I walked in the door was, like you're showing erotic art. That's your art style. And it's right in the window. And so I think it's like really cool that a place in Savannah, which is, I think most of us would kind of think of as being pretty traditional, a pretty traditional place yes. in a lot of ways that like literally walking up there's these big windows and you look in the windows and you're seeing erotic art. So like, what is that? How, I mean, you don't, you haven't experienced any sort of fallout or anything from that yet, but I'm wondering how you're <laughs> feeling about that. Well, how I'm feeling about that. Uh, how am I feeling about that? There is a little bit of like being careful not to step on too many visual uh, eyes here. However, uh, the thing is, is everything in the front room, I don't really consider it erotic. I consider it sensual. Sensual. And yeah. I consider it like the, you know, the female form, which is beautiful in my opinion. The erotic stuff is going to be kind of more in the back. Um, and there are some things that need to be done here in order to make it kind of quote unquote safe for art classes, you know, for people. Right. And, I keep, and I keep that in mind because I know that not everybody likes it. I don't really need it to be front and center for everybody to see, but this street where we are right here is actually quite slow. Maybe during season it'll pick up, but there's really not a lot of foot traffic. So I'm somewhat of a destination. And I don't feel as afraid of what like people may think or what they may see because it's not a high traffic area. So 
I don't get the you sense know? in general as a person that you care that much what people think, I will say. No, I don't. But <laughs> ultimately, I don't. I, I, do, I do care what people think because I'm not out to step on people or to disrespect people. But at the same time, I want respect back. So it's about compromising. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, what's fair? I'm a mom. I, that's all I need to say. I'm a mom and I right. have a family and I completely understand some of the questions. I was at Slam this weekend and I had a little basket of my erotic cards, which are erotic. Yeah. And it was just my cards and I had a little sign that said uh, adult content in bold, you know, letters. Uh, and I put it off to the back purposely so that like the parents had time <laughs> to grab right. their kids. And sure enough, most parents did because they were taller. They saw it, you know, from their field of view. And I saw a couple of moms like, hey, Johnny, come over here. <laughs> you know, so, but the thing is, is this is reality and people and unfortunately kids see a lot more sexualization of the female form in negative ways. So for me, I want to bring it into a positive light because I'm really tired of the negativity and the shame. Well, and plus you're a woman doing this type of art here, which I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's coming from that perspective, which is not often the perspective that this maybe kind of imagery is coming from. It's often from the male perspective. So it's kind of a different take that you have on it as well. That's true. You know, it's funny that you say that because I think because I am a woman is why I, I feel more rightful to do this. I feel like if there's anyone that's going to succeed, it should be a woman <laughs> doing this versus the man because, you know, people don't look at me and think, oh, she's a pervert. Isn't that interesting? I don't get looked at that way, but if a man does this, he immediately gets put into that position. So if you want to talk about sexism, that's the other way around. It's very true. But you know, then I get thought of as loose maybe or something like that by the women. But I, again, I don't care. Um, I've had a really good response. And you know, for the really erotic stuff, which is very sexual in nature, um, that's just kind of half of my art. It's not everything and not everyone can handle it. But when it comes to just the female body, um, yeah, I kind of like ended up trailing off here, but when it comes to the female form, I want, I want to celebrate it mm -hmm. and I want other people to just sort of look at it in a different way because we are constantly taught that nudity is shameful and that it's sexualized and in Savannah, I mean, between the drinking on the streets, <laughs> the SCAD students, you know what, young, young, dumb, and you know what, right? And I mean, have you ever been to River Street at 1 a.m. on a Saturday night? <laughs> I personally haven't. I'm too old now. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing. It's so funny because I don't drink either. I don't drink. And I don't like, drink I, went, I went to, uh, I've, I've been down there for like bachelor parties that I've been invited to or like things like that. And I am... So I'm like the sober 40-plus-year-old dude like walking down <laughs> River Street. And, and so I see everything. Yes. Whereas like when I was a kid and I was like doing that kind of stuff, or kid, you know, in my yeah. 20s, and doing all that stuff, it's like you don't really notice like what is happening. Yeah, because you're part of it. Yeah, you're, you're part, part of it. part of it. And you should be. I think that youth is to get that stuff out of yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's normal. It's when you have all That's the energy. Yeah, 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 you sure. have to make those mistakes and you have to challenge the norms and stuff. I just kind of stuck with the challenging <laughs> of the norms when it comes to, um, yeah, to this kind of art. But it's, I've always been this way. I've been this way since I was a kid. I was always interested in human sexuality. Mm -hmm. I thought it was gonna go more in a direction of like science mm -hmm. and kind of more like a quote unquote proper career, right? But it didn't. I ended up doing boudoir photography and then I wrote erotic fiction. Then I went ahead and studied sexual philosophy and uh, then psychology and then I ended up painting. Mm -hmm. And now you're so. opening your latest gallery. And now I have my gallery. So now that we've kind of got that baseline okay. established for people who aren't familiar with you and your work, let's do the tour here because walking, you, you said a lot of stuff is going to change. Yeah. But there but not by the opening. Sorry, yes. yeah, sorry to interrupt you there on the Not by the opening. There's we're gonna paint this wall here. Um, but the rest is gonna be about the same. It's just a matter of trying to figure out how to make all of the paintings work in the space that I have. All right, so yeah. let's talk about it. Let's what, what do we've got here? We're walking in the front door, what do we see? Well, the first thing that hopefully it'll be a wow. That's the point. Well it was for me. It was for you, and for me too, when I first walked in before my art was in here, I was like 
whoa, this says Tatiana Von Tauber, like nothing else. I could completely see it. So it's, ah, uh, yeah, it's like a big rectangle and it's cut up into various uh, parts. So the first part is this room that has like a lounge area with sofa and chairs and the big walls. So the, the art is gonna go all the way as far up as I can take it. And then um, there's like a partition. And then on the other side is for now my office. Uh, came with a really amazing desk that's made from airplane that I love here. And oh, so this, this was in here. This was in here. This so is part of the like deal. This is part of that. Um, this comes from that store down on Twenty Four East. I'm 24 pretty East. sure. Yeah, it yeah, looks like it. Right? It does look like it. I think it is. And I also have a lamp here that looks like it was from there as well. It's kind of hidden. Well, this too. Yeah, well, it was the first thing I asked when I came in here about uh, asking about the space. I was like, are the lights staying? What's staying? And he's like, well, yeah, the light's staying. And I said, can I, what about the desk? Is that staying? <laughs> and he kind of laughed like that, like, ha, ha, ha. well, you know, we'll see. But yeah, when I got in here, they left it. So I think they left it because it was easier just to walk out because they left everything. Right. And these are heavy pieces. But this is lovely, though. I mean, the office space is really nice. And you can see yeah, everybody, so you know, it's kind of open. It's nice and open. Yeah, I was originally going to paint here and make this the studio. But it is warm. You can feel yeah. the sun, right? Even this early in the morning. It's, uh -huh. yeah. yeah, so that is the challenge. So I, I've, I've been kind of painting in different areas to get that right groove i'm not sure yet where i'm going to be but when i feel good and i'm doing something safe i'm in the front so people can see me for sure and obviously when i'm not doing something <laughs> safe i'm in the back which is a great place too the whole place is amazing i feel very lucky i love that you have a bowl of condoms here by the way oh thank you yeah you always gotta I mean, be prepared you know, safe sex and also <laughs> well i mean you know for for, it's well, a good thing to have as a resource here in Savannah, just in general. Like, well, that's actually not a bad idea. Maybe I'll do something like that. But this is from the last show, the art porn shirt mm -hmm. that I had. Oh, yeah, so right. These are I leftovers. The hashtag on there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not a bad idea for safety. All right, so let's, um, so this, if somebody comes in, there's this room, there's couches, there's chairs. People can come in yeah, and kind of relax. Yeah, this is sort of the main gallery mm -hmm. that people will enjoy. Where, yeah, where they can It's very nice, very welcoming space. Hey, this is, you know, it's funny because, and I, I mean, I, I don't mean to in any way disparage any other gallery in Savannah, um, and there are a lot of great galleries, but this is like already one of the nicest true gallery feeling spaces in Savannah. Like it feels like a real gallery, gallery space, whereas Savannah traditionally has lots of gallery spaces like in homes or in makeshift sort of spaces. This actually feels like like was, in a big city kind of gallery feel. Yes, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's more than I expected. I wanted a studio that I at least had enough space to put some work, and I wanted it to be private. I had certain criteria, mm -hmm. and this meant everything. But in the back of my mind, I was like, if I could grab a space that has white walls already and is ready to just put the paintings up, that would be perfect. And then I got this, so... Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a step through the curtain here. Yeah, this is temporary because we do the light drawing, so I need some privacy until I figure out how to right. do this. So this will be, so the center room is about the same size as the studio school that I had on Bull Street, about. Um, so this is where I'm going to do the classroom. As you can see, the furniture that, that was left here, you know, the kind of office-y furniture. So that will go. This is such a nice open space, though. You've already brought your easels in here. Yeah, There's I've some... already done classes here to test it out. Oh, so okay. I already know kind of like some lighting situations that have to be fixed. The, the carpeting that's here, that's going to go. We're going to actually redo. Uh, we're going to bring back the terrazzo floors. Ooh. Because this building was built in 1967. And I'm from like mostly Miami Beach. And so everything there is terrazzo. If you know that kind of architecture, it's For terrazzo. Sure. And I was like, it would be so cool. I mean, it'll, I think it'll be more echoey, but um, I just think it'll add like this light and this extra sort of glam. An echo in like a gallery or museum space is almost like what I expect. Like probably people can hear a little bit of echo on this recording. Mm -hmm. And I noted that about like, for example, Laney Contemporary. Whenever I go there and I do an interview and that feels like a really super high-end gallery and yeah. I go there or or when I go to the Jepson Center right. and I do like an interview there, you have that echo and it feels like, okay, I'm talking about art now. We're in an art space, you awesome. know? So that's kind of cool, right? That's a, yeah, that's a great way to say it. Thank yeah. you. Okay, because so, I was like all thinking, oh my God, this, everybody's mentioned the echo. And I'm like, so? 
Oh, oh. Maybe they're because they're not used to like that normal like gallery feel quite as much, you know. With most of the times you feel no. like you're walking into a house, you know, a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly, so. exactly. And there's and I again I don't want to sound negative because I love there's so many good I mean like Cedar House galleries in house mm-hmm. and that's a great space, but. This, again, it feels more like a traditional gallery space. So when you have a setup like this, and for, you know, people can't see this, but there's a, a large backdrop here, a huge backdrop actually for people to set up. There's a, this the room is probably what, 25 by 20? Yeah, would something you say? like that. Somewhere yeah, in that, somewhere like in that, that. range, so about 500 square feet here that people could kind of sit in a, circle around yeah we're gonna do art uh art art classes with the studio school i do want to bring in workshops um i'm already talking to a few people to do things so it's a nice space that could be used and rented and things can be like things can happen here mm-hmm. um you could do shows too yeah oh art and... shows definitely yeah, yeah absolutely uh, I just haven't, you know, there's so many things. It's like this. There's so many things I could do that the pool of options is a little big and I'm overwhelmed. In fact, when I first got the place, I spent the first week just really sitting in each area, dumbfounded and thinking, <laughs> number one, what did I do? Number two, how am I going to do this? And number three, like, wow, like this is just so big. There's so many things that can happen. And so just decided to kind of bring myself back down to earth. The studio school is number one because that's what I know. That's what people know me for. And people are ready to get back to to classes Mm -hmm. face-to-face. Especially with COVID numbers going way down now. It's like, yeah, yeah, the option is there for sure. Yeah, and I've opened up two days during the week that we will do classes. But ultimately, it's really about me painting more me getting me 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 it's really about well it's about showing myself off i've spent so many years you know supporting other artists and their endeavors and i kind of feel like it's my time a little bit my kids are grown and and i I know you just hit a personal milestone birthday yes yes, i just hit 50. (laughs) i'll cut that out if you don't want it but i think that that's a yeah you don't seem to I no. mean, I'm proud of my age too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it it does have some scary parts to it for sure, but you can't stop it. And um, I've kind of just I think I've I think that this happens to a lot of people. You get to this age and you just realize, yeah, you're not gonna wake up looking like you did when you were young. No, it's it's not bad sleep. You just you're old. <laughs> and it could be both. Oh uh, no. It's just there's certain things. It takes more effort, but um, I'm working on my inside. I'm working on meditation. I'm working on just becoming a better person for myself so I could become a better person for others. Mm -hmm. And the art is like my passion. And I thought, well, let me just go into this direction and uh, yeah, and see how it goes. I don't want to think about age because I think it's, I think it, um, I just think that it it slows people down. It's in my family. I have a few people in my family that are like, well, I'm old now. And then they act old, they think old, and they mm. become old. And having seen that in my life, that's exactly what I don't want to be. Even when I am an old, old, when I'm 95 years old with a cane, I still want to be, like, vibrant and happy. I mean, happy. trust me, I can imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little old Tatiana banging on people with her cane. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to paint. Go away. And I'd still be getting... Uh, smack for doing this kind of stuff you know because i don't really see it changing i don't see this changing i the way it changes is people yeah well this is how you change it is you have uh, you normalize this kind of thing in a beautiful gallery space like this where it doesn't feel like i didn't feel like oh oh, scandalized you know when i walk in the door it feels nice comfortable safe like you mentioned i mean i think that that's how you and people will come yeah. in here for classes and it won't be a thing. It'll just be yeah, I classes. Yeah, I mean, the really erotic work will not be in the main room where people can see it. I mm-hmm. mean, and if it is, I am planning actually to put it up on the walls, but I'm planning on putting up some curtains up against the walls so we can just cover the paintings. Ooh. So it'll help a little bit with the echo, I'm sure. And then, you know, people come in, they want to see it, buyers or whatever, I just... Draw the curtains. Unveil the Unveil, the magic. yeah. I think that'll work the best because there's no other way to really do it without, like, really risking... Trouble. Well, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Well, let's take... Let's yeah. kind of step back here okay. because it also... There are these sort of four 
God, I don't want to use the word cubicle because that, that sounds are. terrible. But it like is. these are some of the nicest cubicles I've ever seen. They're like <laughs> these kind of glass rooms. Right. You know, they're not partitions. Well, I mean, in the sense that they don't have a They don't have a top. top they don't go all the way to the but, ceiling. Yeah, but they're like these kind of beautiful. It's like a half wall. Yeah. They almost kind of remind with windows. me of like yeah, like individual studios or individual little spaces. Mm -hmm. So kind of describe what's back here. Like, what sure. do you got going on here? And, and I mean, not only what do you have going on now and sort of what are you thinking about these spaces as far as the future goes? Okay, well, yeah, that was actually one of the really big conversations because, of course, like these spaces could get rented. They could get used mm -hmm. for all kinds of things. Right now, one of them is for storage. The other one is my quote-unquote art studio. So that's where all of my supplies are. The, um, the next to that, I have um, my quote-unquote shop, right? So that's where I'm going to set up all the artwork and my cards and my prints and that kind of thing. And then the fourth one is actually set up for the studio school for when we have um, like uh, still life setups that need to stay for several weeks. I can't move it all the time, so that will safely be there. And, and then there's the back, which is like the quote-unquote apartment area <laughs> but yeah so as far as how to use it in the future that is my just leaving it at that but just um kind of refining it mm -hmm. however i don't know i am going to be doing um like painting commissions like life uh like brides and stuff right. and mm -hmm. that kind of thing where they can come in and i'll you know paint them so someone has suggested one of the smaller rooms might feel a little a little more comfortable little more versus intimate, like yeah. in this big room. So I thought that was a good idea. So I'm I'm really taking people's suggestions and I'm listening to what others see, feel, and desire. And I'm gonna see how I can like modify my vision to include that. Because even though it's kind of mine, I I'm I just I'm not that kind of person. Like I like that it's mine, that I have the control, but I really want to share it with other people because otherwise it's not fun. <laughs> well, plus you're a long-term successful businesswoman. You've been doing, you've been operating your own businesses for a while and you know, you have to respond to what the people, people want. want. You know what I mean? You yeah. can put your imprint on things and obviously it's always gonna have your core DNA in it, but also like if people want something and there's a market for it, then you're gonna respond to that. Right, exactly. And it's kind of figuring out really what that market wants now after COVID, everything has changed. So I think we're for all, sure. Just almost, I almost feel like I'm starting over. Like, okay, it really feels like a new business. Yeah, but you have a little bit of that established reputation. I mean, the studio school was well regarded. I mean, so you have that reputation. You mentioned that you already have somewhat of a client base. And I actually, I kind of feel like this space is a little bit more inclined towards new business because mm -hmm. of the fact that it just sort of feels... Feels clean. It, well, it doesn't feel like a dingy upstairs room somewhere. Because that's how I felt when I went to the studio school. You went through that like hallway and it was all like dark. Yeah, I was never crazy about the last space. What I liked was that it had that, I like the privacy. Well, because of what I do, I need to have. Right. Yeah. So privacy. where's the, as of now, where's the room with the erotic art? I will show you. Because you know we all want to see that. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why the opening show will show that, all of it. Uh, right now, so this space just turned out so perfect because I have two private offices as well. So one is an office with a desk. So that's where I have part oh, yeah. of them. Are you, I don't think you, you've never seen the original art porn collection that I did because that was in 2015. I've seen some. I think you've seen maybe it online, but not in person. Like yeah, yeah, not in person. Well, this is certainly in your face. Enticing. <laughs> well, that's good. Enticing's <laughs> better than in your face. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, and I'm but, just yeah. going to say this just as a, um, and I, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't matter what I think, but I, I also think this is your best work, which is interesting. I mean, not just a, not just from, like, oh wow, look at the images, and and it. You know, it's obviously going to draw people in, but I also think it's your most um, successful paintings. Thank you. Maybe I, I think it's your passion. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, so what happened is that uh, after I did the last uh, erotic show in 2017, uh, up in the Bull Street uh, um, uh, location that I had, some things kind of happened, and again, we're in Savannah, right? And so I started to realize that 
I just can't do this. Like, I can't do this and succeed in any way in Savannah. I have to create work that's approachable and comfortable for people. And then if they like that and they're comfortable, then I could say, oh, by the way, mm -hmm. we've got more, right? So I stopped making this kind of stuff. Plus, I really like it because it's big. I don't think it has the same impact if they were smaller paintings. You know, these are all like... Well, but I think it's also the... Um, the style? Well, it's, it is, but it's also how you've chosen very specifically... Cropping? The cropping. That's the word, the art word that I should definitely know. <laughs> the cropping of the images is also, I think, they're big, but the cropping is, it really, that's where the artistry comes in. I mean, your painting style, of course, but, you know, you're, you're a good painter and you've, you know, and the images, but the cropping is really Oh, awesome. Perfect. Thank yeah. you. I actually, that's really interesting to hear because I feel that sometimes my cropping is awkward, but somehow it works. And I, and I like pull back. I'm like, oh, I barely made that happen. Okay. Um, but I crop only to the good parts. Like, you know, so most of the paintings, I mean, I don't have, so people ask me, Tatiana, do you have life models for the erotic work? And I'm like, no, first of all, <laughs> there's so many challenges to that. I mean, we're talking about sexual paintings. So, you know, that gets into a different array. It's also very costly. Right? So the paintings would be even more costly. So they are pictures that I have found or collected, you know, through the internet that, you know, were of a pornographic nature and I just cut out everything that's not needed or just, I just take the, you know, a section of it. Um, so there's a whole scene, but we don't need that because nobody really cares about the scene, right? You care about like the point, which is what the painting then becomes. Right, right. But this is awesome. Yeah, like you mentioned, there's a nice, it's, it's, there's a space. I mean, like. Yeah, it's romantic. Yeah, we're kind of in the space. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's a way for you to just be. I can have it up. Yeah. I have another one. That's, this is room one. That's my office. I, I don't want to call this the porn room, but it's sort of become the name of that because I don't know what else to call it. It's kind of funny. But... How do you feel about that term, though? I mean, do you feel uh, comfortable with that term? Or yeah, how do you... okay. I totally do. Okay. I think that people make a big deal out of it. The word porn is like the word bookstore. There's so many different types of books, right? I hate horror. I love romance, right? But you might love horror. This is the same thing with pornography. Some people like it soft some people like it hard some people like it in between so i just feel like it's just a quote-unquote it's a visual story of someone's fantasy is there a line i do think there's a line i do mm -hmm. think so but i'm not here to be the moral police on it so what i'd rather do is i'd rather celebrate sort of the quote-unquote is there is this this is an oxymoron the safe porn or the porn that people are like, whoa, that's a little much, but okay, I can handle it, you know, versus something that is, I don't want to be offensive. I don't find pornography offensive if it's presented right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how I feel. And then this is the other room. Yeah, So okay. these are all going to, you know, I, these should be all up, but they're going to go up in the front room later, so I didn't bother putting holes in the wall. But the fact that there's a sofa here, right, so it just makes the whole thing kind of funny when I show my friends. But, um, yeah. No words. You're just, well, it's just, just taking it all yeah, in. I mean, because just... in this small space, it's a lot. It's really intense. So that's one of the reasons that I knew that if I had a gallery, that this work is, uh, is 36 by 36, as like, like the smaller pieces. And so it needed a big, it needed a big space to be put up. And um, what would you say this would have 8 by 8, 10 by 10 room, maybe 10 by 10? 10 by 10 max. Yeah, 10 by max. 10. Wow, this is really interesting, though, because you are confronted with the work. Like, you're oh. going to, whatever your feelings are about this kind of work, you're going to discover what that is yes. when you walk in here. Yes. I mean, there's no way around it. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. But this isn't what I want. This isn't the room that I want the artwork to be in. I do want it to not be so, I don't want people to feel this confronted. Because it's even, I mean, I'm used to it. But even for me, like when I walk in here, when I walk in here with anyone, the first thing my mind thinks is, oh my God, are they going to be okay with this? Well, because you know what's it, interesting is like, okay, so like when you go to a room and you're with somebody and you're following them, like I'm doing a tour with you. Mm -hmm. So 
like I didn't stop at the door. Like you opened the door and right. I walked in the door. Uh-huh. It wasn't like I'm like, well, let me prepare myself. Even <laughs> though I kind of knew it was coming, like I, <laughs> I just stepped into the room, and so that's why you're like, oh wow, you're silent because it is sort of like, well, okay, wh- how do I feel about this? And I think right. that that's interesting though, and I think that's what makes this not just erotic or porn, but what makes it art is like, isn't that the point of art? Like, what are we thinking? Like, what does this make us think and feel? And where are we philosophically, emotionally, even spiritually, like when we look at this work? Like, what? how do we, what, mm-hmm. what place are we in as people? And I think mm-hmm. like that's the power of this beyond just like, well, what are the images? It's like, right. it makes us consider something which i think i mean we could use a lot more of that generally in art like you want that i want that at least and i think most mm-hmm. true art lovers we're not just looking for something that will match, look the, match, match the couch right. we're looking for something that will make us think and make us yeah respond yeah well that's yeah that's the only reason that's the only reason i started this in the first place was um John Curran, the American uh, oil painter, had done, I don't know if we talked about this before, but he had done a collection of Danish porn paintings that were in museums. And right before I started this, um, I had found that out and I did some research. And really my first thought was, if a dude can get away with this, I can get away with this. I'm gonna go for it. And that's how I, that's how I started. It was actually, that was the first one I did. Um, which one, what is this one called? Oh, Dick and Jane. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) But it was her face. She just looks so happy, right? (laughs) You can't, it just, I've captured something in that face that I didn't expect. And I thought, wow, this surprisingly actually looks good. It doesn't look like uh, something I should be embarrassed about. And then that's when I thought, well, you know what? I have nothing to lose. And so I did another one. And by my third, I was like, okay. I have to make at like 10. I have to do a collection. And that was, and that's where I went. I painted for months. I painted four months, five days a week from the time that everyone left for school and work until dinner. Mm. And it was just, oh my God, my arm hurt. I was, (laughs) it was really work. It was really hard, but I did it. And then I sat there, and this is before I really was like known in Savannah at all. This was back in 2015. And I thought, well, this has to be shown. And I knew that there was going to be some, you know, backlash from it. But um, I didn't know what to expect. And I thought, well, I have nothing to lose. I didn't expect to stay in Savannah. I didn't expect to be here this long. I have to like show my face now. <laughs> it sucks you in. What can you say? I mean, what yeah, can you say? It gets yeah, you. Yeah, it does. But I'm happy to be a part of the community. And to add something different, Savannah's romantic. Savannah is beautiful. Uh, weddings happen here. Bachelorette, bachelor parties happen here. Lots of history, lots of tourism. I just think that, I know it's a conservative city, but there that, that's just a layer down below people i don't think they're either they're not that conservative and they're hiding it or they don't want to be and they really need something like this to give them permission to to just look at sexuality differently and that's where the art comes in perfectly well said and that's that's very quotable let me ask you give all the details of the opening okay for people who are listening out there if people want to come to the opening want to come and see everything you've got to offer. What's your plan for the opening? Okay, it may change a little, but the plan right now is all of the erotic artwork that I have painted that has not sold, which is most of it, to be honest, because it's the sensual work that sells, not mm-hmm. this. But this is the stuff that my greeting cards sell. I sell them like crazy. Mm-hmm. But So all of the artwork will be up in the gallery. On the walls, it will not be censored <laughs> at all. So you gotta be prepared for that. The front room, I'm gonna leave a little, You know, I'm gonna try to kind of cover some things up so you can't really see it from the front. So there right. is that safety measure. But the rest of it, it's just all erotic work. So you're talking about 20, about 20 pieces, large three by three or so pieces. And um, and then everything else that I have that hasn't sold will kind of be put up around the rest of the gallery. Um, date and time. Date and time. November 6th, uh, Saturday from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. is going to be the opening reception. That's where we'll have wine and, and some... 
think we're going to do co- chocolate covered strawberries or something like that. Perfect. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And um, and then the next day on Sunday, the same time, 3 to 8 p.m., that's just going to be the gallery opening, you know, just right. for anybody that couldn't people make it. People want to get a little tour. People right. check it out and stuff like that. So you'll be here. Yeah. That's awesome. And if people want to learn more about what you're up to and learn more about the gallery, what's the best way for people to do that? Give your Instagram handle, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. My my website has everything. So that's um, vontauber.com. So that's my name. Um, and uh, my Instagram is uh, Tatiana Von Tauber. It's my full name. And that's where I am most, most often. Um, I also have a Patreon now. So that's Tatiana Von Tauber. And I also have a Facebook, but I don't really use it too often. Um, but that's Tatiana Von Tauber Artist. Because my personal one is Tatiana Von Tauber. confusing yeah and of course the space is at 509 bernard street here and there's plenty of parking so Mm -hmm. it's really great for that i mean neighborhood probably pulled right up on no problem um yeah yeah and it's you know it depends on what's going on and stuff but but it's not that hard or two you'll get a spot and it's safe so it's a nice safe neighborhood well tatiana thank you so much for talking with us for art on the air this week it's really been my pleasure thank you it's been mine too and hopefully other people will have pleasure seeing the show thank you this is crazy this is a crazy story I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually so excited. You look excited. (laughs) Because it's one of these things where you don't ever believe it can happen to you, but it did, right? So uh, 2020, close the school, yada, yada. I got to a point where I said, okay, I don't think I could do this anymore. And I decided to quit. I I remember from your blog, because I'm subscribed to your blog. And so I... I've read some of the, I didn't, I will admit I haven't read every single of your emails, but I remember reading some about how you really were struggling, like if you wanted to continue continue or not. Yeah, exactly. And I made the decision to not continue. I was going to hobby it. And then I had invested money into a different business. Started doing that. And then out of nowhere, um, well, I had this art collector who had been trying to see my work for a while. Back and forth we went because of the COVID um, I said, hey, listen, you know, why don't you just come to my house? I know that's kind of awkward, but I, I have all my art at the house. And then I could give you like a show on the back porch because we still have the COVID thing going. And then you can at least see him in person. And he was like, that's a great idea. Sure. So, okay, no problem. So it got postponed several times. Finally, he came after I had made the decision that I'm quitting. <laughs> but I didn't <laughs> tell him anything. I didn't really know. Yeah, so um, we... He came to the house. I showed him not all of the artwork because most of it was in my closet. And so it was this joke of like, well, here's my porn in my closet. Right? <laughs> but there were so many paintings. Was it like under the sock drawer? Or? That was an entire walk-in closet. My husband's walk-in closet is where all of the paintings were stored during the 2020. And, and that was the other thing too. I'm like, what am I going to do? I, I can't keep like, bringing these with me every time I move like am I gonna commit or not so anyway um he ended up buying a painting on the spot which was great from any artist who mm-hmm. you know understands how great that is no questions asked we kept in touch he calls me a few weeks later to say hey I'm coming back in June I want to meet, introduce you to some friends why don't you come and join us for dinner okay ended up going to the dinner we're talking and everyone but me pretty much is drinking because I don't drink very, I, I drink occasionally. I had like a glass to relax. And so, you know, mood's going good and they're talking business and wheeling, dealing. And I'm just like sitting there going, yeah, uh-huh, sure. And then he's like, so uh, Tatiana, why don't you just open up another gallery since you closed? I said, you know, I just don't. So it was a long conversation, mm-hmm. but ultimately he said, I don't want to end up in a situation where I'm going to be with a landlord who's going to find out what I'm doing and then give me a hard time about it because that's happened to me in the past. Right. So I'm not going to invest my money into a space and then be told that I can't advertise the name or I can't advertise the location. I told them that, and this is what he says to me. He's like, well, then I'll just, I'll buy a building and then you can just rent from me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly I did this like oh, ha, 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 laugh and I'm like well that's very kind of you thank you very much but I really don't want to pay rent it's like okay then you won't pay rent what bingo I thought what is this dude planning over here I was like well that's very considerate of you and I just 
So I did everything I could to back out of that conversation because I wasn't comfortable with that kind of an offer. Because, um, you know, those kind of offers require favors. Nothing you know what I'm saying? comes for free. Bingo. And, not, and it didn't come for free, ultimately. But it was okay. It wasn't like a... It wasn't anything uh, malicious. So anyway, but that was, that was the hook. And I was like, really? And so he gave me all these reasons as to why he would be completely okay with it. Um... He really, he wanted to invest here in Savannah. He's already making some investments in real estate. So he was just looking for something to put his money into. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And uh, a couple days later, he writes to me. He's like, so have you thought about it? Because you denied me. You, know, you said no. Have you given it some extra thought? I was like, well, I'll look at some buildings. So I'm thinking, I'm going to look at some buildings. I'm going to prove, I'm going to prove to myself this is ridiculous tell him there's nothing available but thank you and then we're done with the deal and then i might see him in a few months when he visits again right all good well golly can you believe it the second page on my search this building was there and i was like oh i know that building i've walked by that building and i'm like oh no i know that building and so i clicked on it and the entire time i'm looking at these like 20 pictures of this space i'm as silent as you were when you saw the art I was like, and then I closed it and my first thought was a bad word, but we'll say damn, because I knew at that moment. What was the first word? You can say it. (laughs) I'll figure it out. (laughs) I can't f***ing believe that God is doing this to me because this is like, this is the carrot. Mm -hmm. I just need a little jump. And that was when I said, okay. What am I going to do? Because I cannot unsee this opportunity now. So what if it's meant for me? Like, I have to try now. And so I thought about it all day. I gave myself a 7 p.m. deadline to make a decision. 7 p.m., I write him. I said, you're not going to believe this, but I actually found a space I think you could work. He's like, okay, go ahead. Go see the space. Tell me what you think. And if you like it, then we'll go ahead and go from there. All right, I did that. I came in here. I was trying to get together with the realtor. It didn't work out. So I just knocked on the door one day. And like at that, toward the end of the day, I saw somebody sitting here. Hi, I'm Tatiana. <laughs> I hear that the building is for sale. I have somebody that's ready to buy like right away. I'm just the person that needs to come in and make sure that this would be a good space. Do you mind if I walk in here and just feel it out? We, I, he said, sure, no problem. We got into a nice little conversation. La-di-da. Kind of, you know, found out about the lights are staying, this is staying, saw the desk. Anyway, I I get home, I write him, I'm like, yes, we got to move on this quick because this is a prime location and a a prime space. It's a little overpriced, but it's going to sell fast. Within a week, there was an offer. And I thought that he was really full of it. I didn't think he was serious, but he really was. And the whole way through... It was like he was honest, he was transparent, he sent me, like he CC'd me on everything. Where it turned with the free rent was about like the first week or two of negotiating all of this. He's like, hey, Tatiana, I just need you to know that I don't want to cover any operating costs. So is that okay? Like you don't get rent, but you need at least cover all the operating costs. And I'm just like, yeah, sure. It ended up being more than I thought. So... So basically, my my expenses are twice what I had at the at studio school. But I feel like that was God's way or the universe's way of pulling me into it because I would have said no. I would have said no. I would never have opened up to the possibility of this happening if he hadn't offered that to me. But it's still affordable. Like, it's still, I can yeah, still I do mean... it. It's not out of my price range. He made a really nice deal for me. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, what else and to also say. it, like, it is in a, it's, and I mean, I, 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 the studio school is cool where it was before, but this is a much better space, and so, mm-hmm. I mean, I anticipate an equal rise and success of the space as well because this is a great space. There's no doubt about it. This is a great space. I agree. Thank so. you. Nice Everybody has said the same thing. That was my first thought too. When I walked in here, I was like, no way can I be this lucky. And you know, it, that's the thing. It's like, here's here's actually the part that you got to make sure you put in here. Because when I had, this was the part I forgot to tell you. During the time that I decided to quit, 
I was like, I'm done, this and that, I'm not gonna do this anymore, I can't handle all of the pressure and all of these other things. And then this voice said, yeah, but you're good. I was like, shut up. I was like, yeah, I know I'm good, but you know, lots of people are good. And then that voice again said, but what would it take? Like, you're good, like what would it take for you to continue? Like, if you could have anything in the world, what would it be? And immediately my brain answered, an art studio. I want an art studio that has white walls. I want an art studio that is in downtown Savannah by the uh, Forsyth Park, preferably in downtown or like right by, I really wanted to be by the fountain, which is what's crazy because I'm only two blocks away. Yeah, I know, right. I know. And I wanted a place that was private because I didn't want to share it with other artists. And then, and then I said, and you know what? I want free rent. Let's see how you're going to make that happen. <laughs> and so I thought when I did the, oh, and I want free rent, that was the deal breaker. So when this happened, when he said, I'll give you free rent, that's how I knew I was doing the right thing, or at least right. to think about it, because that, that was the code word there. Because no one knew I had asked for that. Because I was even embarrassed. And that's the thing. I felt personally embarrassed and kind of like, like I didn't deserve it. Like I didn't deserve that kind of a request, you know? Mm -hmm. You know how we are. And I just, I think everyone is like this. You, you ask for certain things, but when they're too big, you don't really know if you can get it. Do you deserve it? Maybe it's too big. But I'm like so proud of myself because I asked and I, and I got the opportunity. That's awesome. You know, it's funny because actually like when you, you're saying about that self-doubt, like I thought it was interesting even just now when you're describing this, like you're saying you're having that inner monologue that says, but yeah, I'm good. So many times as artists were like, and I do this, well, I'll like do a drawing and I'll be done with it and I'll be like, this drawing is awesome. I love this drawing. And then I'll, but I'll put it away, you know, because like mm -hmm. it's for wherever. I'm not like hanging yeah. up my drawings <laughs> on my refrigerator, like or whatever. <laughs> And then in my mind, as time goes on, the drawing becomes worse and worse in mm. my mind. And I don't think I make anything good anymore. And then like, I'll go back to the portfolio and I'll pull the drawing out. And I'm like, actually, this is really good. And yeah. it's like, I think as artists, a lot of the times, and it's is sort of a common thread for artists. It's like, we think that we're not good. Like yeah. we're not good enough. We don't deserve it. And yeah. so it's interesting that the voice actually worked in your favor this time and was like, you are good and you do maybe deserve it. And then that part of your yeah. voice was like, get out of here, self-doubt. And you asked for no rent anyway, even in spite of like, right. like it felt like you should never ask for that. You yes. did it anyway, in spite of that yes. little part of you. So that's a really cool story. It is a cool story because that, yeah, I'm so, because I've been working really hard on manifesting, on manifesting and meditating and really trying to get a clear vision and also just self-belief because, you know, when, when you do get, you know, people, when you do get the judgment and, and these, again, these paintings don't really sell that, that easily, right? So when you're constantly dealing with like, you're making all these paintings, you have to store them. They're not selling. People don't want you to show them. I can't go anywhere to say, oh, here, you know, I'd love to show my work because it's so particular. So it, it, it had sort of beaten me down over the years. And so, but I think that because that voice came inside me there out of nowhere, just so surprisingly, like, but you're good. I was like, well, well yeah, hmm, I guess so. And again, as artists, it feels so uncomfortable for ourselves or not even artists, I think anyone to say, yeah, I'm good without feeling conceited or arrogant or like undeserving or there's all these emotions that you could feel with that. Mm -hmm. right? Or yeah. it's like you can even admit I'm good, but I'm not good enough. Right. That's a good point. A lot of the times right. like we not, we're never good enough. Like we'll, even when we accomplish something, it's like, yes, it's not. I do that all the time. Enough. Yeah. You know, and I've so. learned to be like, well, not good enough compared to whose standards so I've realized that I need to lower mine because they are, sometimes our standards are too high. But sometimes to get to that point, like 
you got to lower the standard and get comfortable there. And then once you're there, you realize, oh, I'm actually a little higher than I thought. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it's also really hard to objectively view ourselves in, mm. in, in any context. It's so hard. I mean, it's possible, yes. but it, it takes real practice and like really uh, a, a real grasp of the reality of whatever situation we're in to make that objective analysis because it's like there's a voice in our head it sounds exactly like us <laughs> and it tells us stuff all the time it's very convincing mm -hmm. and that voice isn't always based in reality it's based in perception and so like often our perceptions are wrong yeah so um well the way i get around it is i remember the good things people tell me and I yeah, actually, but they're not I, telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way. That's the way I would that's argue. That's the way you argue. That's it, the voice yeah. in my head would argue that. Yeah, yeah. No, I think for me it's the opposite. I think people don't need to tell me the truth. Their reaction to the art or the way they behave that says a lot to me. I could tell very quickly who's comfortable and who's not, you know. And then when I could tell that someone's not, it's okay. I just. Well, it's kind of your job to read people's body language and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I mean, I'm sure when you saw me walk in the gallery, you know I'm not BSing you because you see me. You're like, you right. see me walk in the door and you've been there so you're comfortable. And I'm like looking around like, wow, this is amazing. So you, time. you can't, yeah, you like, I mean, well, people can fake that, I guess, but like, that's pretty I know. hard right. to like, you to have be to that be authentic. really... That'd be crazy. I mean, I don't know. I guess people... No, there are people who... I shouldn't say that there aren't. There are people who are like that, but... There are. You know. That's true. There are. There are. But I know you're not, and... There's Do a you? certain... <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's I'm way this... too tired to, <laughs> to lie. There's, there's a certain authenticity to you that, that comes out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People can't really fake that. Yeah. That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air.